0: I moved to the office door, knowing that Bruce would be lost without me. I kept all the records, transcribed the reports, paid the bills, and did his taxes. He let out a frustrated sigh, knowing I wasn't going to give on this one. But since I rarely denied any of Bruce's requests, I caved a little. Okay, just for you, I'll get a full physical this week and prove there's nothing wrong with me. Bruce nodded but placed a heavy hand on my shoulder his eyes searching mine for answers I didn't want to give. How long have the nightmares been back? I groaned. It always came back to this. A couple of months? What do you think triggered them? Turning my gaze to the floor, I felt a sharp sting of loss rip through me. Her birthday was in April. Mad, I'm sorry. I should have remembered. Bruce's sympathetic tone made my throat go dry as I choked down my grief. Calming myself, I looked back at him, clear-eyed. I'm fine. My mom died almost ten years ago. I've moved past that night. Have you? Narrowing my eyes, I shook my finger in his direction. Don't start. I'm fine. Besides, you have your hands full with your ten o'clock. I glanced around the corner to see Rex, a fidgeting teen with a chip on his shoulder waiting. And he looks as cheerful as usual. Bruce shook his head, accepting defeat. All right, send him in. I shut the door behind me and walked over to my desk by the waiting area, catching the eye of my least favorite patient. Bruce is ready for you. As always, he flipped me the bird and then stormed into Bruce's office. I couldn't imagine the patience Bruce had to have to deal with punks like that one on a regular basis. Gripping the side of my desk, I thought about what just happened in Bruce's office. It wasn't the first time I'd blacked out. For months after my mom's violent death, blackouts and vicious headaches were a daily occurrence. Then the nightmares started. Nightmares in which I'd witnessed her death as if I'd been in the room. I chalked it up to guilt. I should have been there that night. She called me for help, but I was out drinking like the delinquent I was back then. By the time I heard her pleading message, it was too late. My father had already killed her right before he turned the gun on himself. Still standing and grappling with frustration, I rubbed my temples. I was past this, past the pain and regret. I'd pulled my life together. I had purpose and joy in what I did every day. I wasn't that messed up kid anymore. Centering myself with a deep breath, I clicked on my computer and busied myself with court documents and patient reports. When Bruce's last patient of the day left, I stuck my head into his office to say goodbye. He was buried in his case files, but still reminded me to make the doctor's appointment. Promising again that I would, I headed out to my motorcycle in the parking lot. I suppose it was cliché that I rode a bike. The muscle machine matched my brawny, tattooed, bad boy look, although I hardly fit the part anymore. Since I'd long ago quit drinking and chose not to date, my nightlife often consisted of training wrestlers or hanging out with the little brother I got assigned to through the Hartsford Children's Center. To the average person, my life might seem simple or lonely, but I loved the peace. After years of being driven by anger and emotion, I enjoyed the refreshing calm that had settled over my spirit, empowering me to leave the past behind. My motorcycle sprang to life, effectively clearing my head as I drove. It was only a few minutes before I pulled up to the doorway of the storm. Squeezed between a shoe store and a donut shop inside a dated shopping center, the small gym brought me a great sense of pride. I'd helped Bruce purchase and outfit the place three years ago, and had seen it grow well past our expectations. Now I had a waiting list of hopefuls, wanting the one-on-one training we offered. I walked through the door and relieved Will, the kid I'd recently hired to manage the front desk and make ring reservations. He, too, was one of Bruce's patients, like most of the kids we hired. People so often dismissed troubled kids and rarely trusted them. We found that when we showed them we believed in them, they often exceeded our expectations. Will had already overcome more trials at 16 than most do in a lifetime. His twin sister died in a car accident while he survived. After her death, Will retreated into himself and didn't speak a word for six months. He started failing his classes and skipping regularly. At a breaking point, his parents...